0: just we're going to get naked in front of everybody and that that was a little bit scary but you know the clothes come off and it was honestly to me that's the best thing we've ever done for ourselves at least for me
1: welcome to normalizing non-monogamy the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their funny sexy and fascinating stories as they take us on their journey we always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy
2: However, everyone approaches it a little differently, and in its core, our show is about hearing, highlighting, and learning from the different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it is important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect those of our own.
1: So sit back, relax, and just accept the fact that your time with us will be spent in an awkward turmoil of laughter and arousal. We should also let you know that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language.
2: If that kind of thing offends you, we suggest you keep listening until it no longer does. If you're under 18, you either need to stop listening or go get your parents and you can listen as a family. The choice is yours. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 23.
1: Today we have an interview with our really good friends, Dave and Steph.
2: Yeah, we met them through Desire. We yeah. We met them at Desire second last year. through Desire trip. Yeah. And they came up for the weekend to visit with us, and we actually spent most of the weekend doing escape rooms. I think we spent yeah. two-thirds of our life savings trying to get out of small rooms <laughs> and find keys.
1: Yeah, if you've never done one an escape room before, you get locked in a room and you have to do a bunch of puzzles to get out, and it's a lot of fun, so you should definitely check them out.
2: This episode is sponsored by Escape Rooms <laughs> nationwide.
1: Nationwide.
2: Um the other thing we wanted to mention is that you know, again, we we did meet them at Desire and we are really good friends with them and a lot of the people we met at Desire. And guess what? We're going back to Desire this year. November
1: 3rd through the 10th.
2: So if you want an awesome experience, uh Cooper, Dylan, Ginger, and the rest of the swing set crew put on a kick-ass event. Head over to SS Desire. Sign up. There's still rooms available. You might get to meet us. If we come out of our room, yep. you might get to meet Dave and Steph because who knows, maybe they'll so be there. They again. might show up. And, um, yeah. Join us,
1: please. And you can find that at ssdesire.com.
2: The other thing we wanted to do is really quick just mention um, the partnership we've got with stdcheck.com. Uh, again, this is sort of replacing the STD Test Express partnership that we talked about a while back where we were – um, working with them, they went out of business. STD check is still in business and is giving us and all of our listeners $10 off every time they get their online STD testing. I mean, you don't do it online. You sign up online and then you <laughs> go get some blood. You don't just put your blood in the computer. That would be a little weird. They, they draw blood, get you your results and take like a, a urine sample. Two. Yeah. Take
1: do everything at a, at yeah. A... Off, like, offsite site location.
2: So it's super easy, super convenient and costs about $200 to get a full screening. So give that a try if you haven't and uh you... Yeah,
1: our website is com. There you can find the re- links to the SCD check t- and on our resources page and all of our show notes. You can also find us under the screen name NNM podcast on Casty and on Twitter. Now, let's go on to the interview.
2: Yeah, I hope Dave and Steph aren't bored waiting for us to stop talking. That's
1: <laughs> true, maybe.
2: All right. Bye, guys. We'll see you in a few minutes. we am going to be here until like 3 in the morning. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry, guys, we're not going to make the breakfast. We just finished recording. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. This is
3: fun. <laughs>
1: okay. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We're really excited that you are here. We're
2: um, in person.
1: In person for our second in person interview. We had some friends. Um, join us this weekend and
2: we met them a couple last year at desire the takeover with the life on the swing set yes Mm -hmm. was their first trip there and our second trip and now they got to stay on our luxury air mattress yeah in in our living room (laughs) so thank you for tolerating that and joining us for the weekend Yep, thanks for having us
1: so do you guys mind starting um, by introducing yourself a little bit to the listeners, you know, your name and age and that type of stuff?
3: Yep. My name is Dave and I'm 40. Yep. Just turned 40. Yeah, so, you did. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, I'm Steph and I'm getting close to 40. <laughs> uh, we're a married couple. We've been together.
3: 14 years now.
0: Yes. Married 14 years now.
2: Yeah, together for seven before consulting their notes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we married to 14
0: know. together for 21, um, and we're from the Midwest. Not a just a few hours away from you guys. And yeah.
2: six kids. Yeah, no. 20. 20. <laughs> 22 kids. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, no, no kids. No kids. Okay. That's that's good. We didn't set up the cradle or anything for that <laughs> in the living. The blow up the inflatable cradle. <laughs> So, what does I guess? How do you guys approach non-monogamy in terms of your relationship? Is it something that are you guys swingers? Are you polyamorous? Are you? Is this something you do every weekend? Are we just another notch on your bedpost this weekend?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I. W- I don't know exactly how I would classify us. We are just kind of an in-progress couple. Um, We started out very young together, and we've been open-minded the whole time. Um, You know, we always talked about sex a lot when we were younger, just got together at 18 and 19. Visited a lot of strip clubs because I was a little interested in women at that point. Um, And over the years, it's just progressed, and we've always talked about it. Um,
3: Yeah, the first thing I remember, uh, we were dating... And we were sitting on the on the couch watching TV, and I'm flipping through the channels. And uh, I went by a, a show, and it had a topless woman, and stuff's like, Whoa, go back to that. And I'm like, Really? And I said, All right. That was kind of a,
2: how, you know, it just kind of started that way. It was kind of funny. So, was it, I guess, when you guys started talking about it, was one person brought it up to the other? Or was it just sort of a natural, like, you started noticing little things about each other and it, the conversation developed from there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would classify
0: to it the second one. Yeah, I can't ever think of... There's very few exact turning points that brought us here. It's just kind of an evolution of us and, you know, discussions or maybe he remembers it differently. all
3: mm-hmm. well, right, right. I think it was when our initial introduction to the whole thing was when you were in California school yeah. and we were invited to a... They call it a sex party. Some of her classmates invited us,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, good class. It was
0: called a lust party.
3: A lust, a lust which party, which was a sex which, okay, party. Okay, yeah,
0: uh-huh.
3: in California, and uh, we're like, yeah, we'll check it out. It sounds kind of fun, and um, yeah, from there it was just it, it was awesome. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we got to go out to Malibu. It was on a man in a mansion on the beach, and there was. A stripper pole and people dancing there was a big floor mat in one room and i mean it was just it was a big orgy there were a couple of different rooms where it was mm-hmm. private and we just did it everywhere we could
1: <laughs> was it overwhelming at all or was it just
3: i think it was a, i had an initial shock because one of her classmates just her shirt just whoosh, and i'm like okay
2: <laughs> i was like all right um so yeah so but, that first time you said, you, well, you kind of said you guys just did it everywhere. Was that, for you guys, was it just uh, we were together in this space, sort of exploring it?
0: Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we met up with, you know, some of my friends here and now said, hey, hey, what, you know, this is cool, or we danced a little. But mostly it was just us just experiencing it all for the first time, having our eyes opened and.
3: The sex, the sexual environment, just played into it. Yeah,
0: just the open-mindedness, the amount of—I mean, it wasn't all just straight couples, and it wasn't all just—you know—it was very diverse in everything that was going on, and it was awesome. And we just left, and we were like, "This is awesome!" And it It, was just so open-minded.
2: Yeah, when can we go back? Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) almost freeing, kind of. Yes.
2: So after you left that first party, what did that start opening up like? how do we do this again, or was it sort of like, oh, that was nice, that'll never happen again kind of thing?
0: It was, it took us a while before we got back to it. Not for lack of want, it just, you know, timing and scheduling and everything that was going on. Like I said, we, you know, I lived in California at the time.
3: And and I didn't. So, yeah, long story short, we were long-distance relationship, so limited time that we were seeing each other. Okay. Um, So, yeah, there wasn't a lot of discussion at that time it was just something that we enjoyed
0: yeah and just right. a lot of life changes and it was maybe just a year year and a half before we got married okay and once we you know we got married we got settled down you know in a city together
2: we had the 2010s. kids <laughs>
0: yes <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um we started discussing things again we'd always talked about that man that would have been great it's too bad we didn't get to go back or i wonder if there's anything in our area And it was at that point, he remembered a documentary that you'd seen a few years Mm -hmm. earlier on VH1.
3: Yeah, it was a documentary on um, Wild Women Vacations, um, and it was just about curious women.
0: By curious. By
3: curious women, because I know Stephanie at the time was uh, interested. So I told her about it, and we watched it together, and um, it was pretty cool. So. It got her interested. Uh, we decided to give them a call, and um, this her, and this was booked a trip. It was like an organization,
2: uh, yeah, travel, what, agency. travel agency, travel yeah.
0: agency, and they booked certain groups through Hedonism okay. in Jamaica. So that was really our very. We went from that one last party to Hedonism, okay, without anything in between, with, with absolutely <laughs> right, nothing right. in between, other than you know strip clubs when we were younger, and just yeah. And I really think me being curious and attracted to some women is really what, you know, cause I was always very honest about him with that. And then right. some of my fears about if we progressed, you know, if I got to go out and do something, I was worried about his feelings and making sure he didn't feel left out.
2: Right. And so at that first party, you guys, it was just the two of you. There was not much interaction with other couples, right. Or other no. people, right. It was- no, but We were really just together. Okay. Yeah.
3: yeah we were close to other people. Like, um, another couple came up to us, and they—I remember—for whatever reason, they thought uh, we were inspirational to them. I remember somebody just came up to us, and I remember they were a couple that kind of it's were next we were to doing us. It everywhere. And yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and they were just next to us, and uh, you know, we kind of knew we were there, but we didn't really know them. And but so that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we were just together. And
1: yeah. So when you went to Hedo, so you said you watched this documentary, then went to Hito. Uh-huh. What was that first trip like? Was it crazy, like eye-opening, or was it wonderful, too? It's pure awesomeness. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was also our first experience ever in a more nude environment.
3: Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> Where the breeze comes by and you're afraid to pop a boner. <laughs> you <know>? It's like... <laughs> Just that feeling, that first initial. Yeah, I'm outside naked. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I pretty- guess take us through that because I know a lot of people have some self-image <laughs> and body-image issues yeah. around, like going from we wear clothes all day, every day, to all of a sudden there's just naked people around, and I know that can be very intimidating for people. It was intimidating for us the first yeah, time. Yeah, it we was. Did it. How did you guys find that at first experience?
0: Um, we were excited to do it. There was a moment of. Oh, we're just, get, we're going to get naked in front of everybody. And that, that was a little bit scary, but mm-hmm. you know, the clothes come off and it was honestly, <clears throat> to me, that's the best thing we've ever done for ourselves. At least for me, I was larger than I was yeah. close to 45, 50 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. And it was the best thing I've ever done for my self image. Yeah. Um, I walked out of there and I, you know, I always felt comfortable. I felt confident. Um, and then, I found as soon as we came back home, and I had to start wearing clothes again, that's when I would get self conscious. So, isn't when that we, crazy? Yeah, and it's yeah. It, when we go to these places, it's when I feel the absolute best about myself.
2: Mm-hmm. What What do you think is the reason for that? Just out of curiosity, because there's something we've noticed as well. Is Is there something that you could put your your finger on as to yeah. what causes that? Yeah,
3: I just don't think that you don't have anything to hide behind. You know, it's just. You become yourself and the other people do as well. And you really get to express yourself. You focus
0: on people. You focus on personalities. And it takes away that it takes away the mask that everybody puts on. Yeah. You know, you see, you know, all these people who just look perfect all day long and then you get to see them naked and you get to see, Hey, they have just as many flaws as me, but they're not bad. We're all, we all look great in our, you know? Yeah. And just,
1: it, it equalizes people. Right. Everyone's just human. Yes.
2: Yeah. And I think too, it's, it's always, and this is true in life. There's always going to be someone with more money than you and always someone with less money than you. And when you're at these places, there's always someone bigger than you, and there's always someone fitter than you. And everybody finds different things attractive about different people, and there's no there's no right way to be a person. And I think that's – I don't know. That's what we yeah. kind of found. And
1: everyone idea. has their own flaws, whether – they're not really flaws, but – Nobody is actually perfect. Everyone has yeah, and you can pick (laughs) up on your own flaws, whatever you think yourself. But that doesn't even matter because everyone has those things. And that normalizing attitude when you're just naked, and you see when you put those flaws out there, and nobody's reacting to them, and like it just
0: it's healing in a way. Yeah.
2: So when you guys were at Hedo, how did I guess? What was the interaction like for you guys there? Was it very similar to the the party in Malibu where it was sort of the two of you just fucking on every surface you could <laughs> find and then Um, yeah, I think at first it's that I mean, obviously it
3: being naked and everybody's naked and there's um just that atmosphere and yeah, it does kind of give you that sexually charged yeah feeling. Um
0: That and everybody's open minded, so if you get the feeling and you're yeah in a bedside pool, you can do what you want. Or, yeah. you know. You have the ability right. everywhere, yeah. and that's great um, it was different in that we went with a group and we went with a group of strangers okay but we also it had a built in social circle that you could get to meet people and you knew everybody was like minded mm-hmm.
2: yeah sure. and I think that's important yeah so coming back from that did you guys start exploring your your home area for more ways to get involved and see what there was oh
3: yeah actually we had met we met two couples from the same state that we yep or where we live in at hedonism and they told us about a local club Mm -hmm. and they said hey we should go check it out someday um and we didn't even know the club was there right and it's only like 20 minutes from our house for Um,
0: years no clue yeah
3: (laughs) so we started going to the club and um I think that's maybe where we started, um, branching out more, you know, branching out air quotes, uh, at least in our world for involving other people, dancing with other people, you
2: know, introducing that part into our life.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: So what, what has that transition looked like for you guys in terms of, have you started swapping with other couples or are you still mostly just a your unit that moves around these spaces and just kind of feels it out? Yes to the second one.
0: So we're very, if it feels right and the stars align, you know, we're very open to a lot of things. But we don't want to force it with people, too. I want to feel that connection. I want, you know, I want to have chemistry with somebody. You know, we've met so many wonderful people, but I also want, you know, that i'm attracted to but then something's just not quite perfect and we're maybe i'm too picky i don't know but you know <laughs> we we're open we're open to it but we have done a, we've done some soft swapping and mm-hmm. done some orgies but not a full swap at this point
2: yeah yeah no and i think that's and how long have you guys been i mean how long ago was that first trip to malibu I guess, in okay. the, this progression to oh. this point.
1: 2003.
2: Yeah, it's been, a, it's a long time. Okay. It so, was a long progression. And
1: then when did you guys it, go to Hito for the first time?
3: 2008.
1: Okay. Okay, so it has been a while. Yeah, so yeah. we had
3: a long break Um,
2: yeah. from doing anything active, but yeah. mentally. So, so, so it's, for you guys, it's sort of like just being in the environment yeah. and, ex- you know, if something starts to happen, that's fine, but it's, it's really more about you guys and just the energy and everything. Yeah. 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 And it does a lot for us as a couple. Yeah. It just, I mean,
0: I, everybody always talks about the communication, but it really does. It, we communicate. We're more, more open with each other. Um, and when we go on trips or we go to the club, it creates an intimacy between us that yeah. is just wonderful. Sometimes it's just great to go and just reconnect with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I guess it would be easy for people on the outside to look in and say, well, one person is the driver of this and they're ready to move on. And the other person sort of pulling the reins back. Is there any of that going on or is it pretty much just you guys are happy walking along at the same pace? I'd ah.
0: say you probably want to push ahead a little bit more, but not in a pressury way.
3: Right. Um, yeah.
0: I get, I have a mental block. I, I worry about STDs a lot and I've learned a lot and I, I know where the safe spots are and then, we get in some position sometimes and then it hits me and I, you know, it I close down a little bit. Yeah. Or if we get into a point where I think we could definitely full swap with these people. We like them. They're attractive. It could be fun. It's almost like this, there's this internal block against it. Like and the so, reality
1: of it actually happening.
0: Yes. So, and you know, we're happy enough. We love what we're doing that we don't want to, if it never happens, it never happens. I would like for it to, but we don't want to push it,
2: is it if a, that makes sense. Is it a jealousy thing? Like, are you worried that when Dave and I hook up, that <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yes. just going to push some buttons that you weren't ready for? No,
3: I don't no. think we would be jealous. It's just I want her, if she wants to do it, I want her to be with somebody she wants to be with or you know and vice versa yeah, i assume so definitely
0: i mean our we've been together long enough and we trust each other i know he's yeah. it for me so yeah. right and i know i've said before you know i'd be comfortable if he found somebody if he wanted to do something and my hang-ups got in the
3: way so yeah we do have a rule though if we do i have to we have to kind of trust the opposite partner so say we were to swap with you i would have to trust you um she would have to like
1: yeah, yep. you, yeah, you know, you all have to get along. Uh, yes, yeah.
3: So if Steph didn't like something
2: about someone else, yeah, she could say nope, and then I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the well, that's something we've talked about quite a bit with other couples on, on this show too. Is just having that four way connection is is really hard. I mean, yeah. we yeah. we always say we're trying to make friends with benefits, and part of the reason for that is that. Um, <laughs> It really helps that four-way connection. Like, if we're actually going to be friends with you guys, that means I like both Steph and I like Dave. And if I like Dave, then I'm happy if Dave and and Emma have, you know, interactions Mm -hmm. together. And for us, that's really... Or me and Steph. Yeah. (laughs) Which actually brings me to another question I had, which was you mentioned early on that part of the... Initial trigger for this was Steph being interested in other women. Has that been something you guys have explored at all? Or has that shifted at, at all since you... It's been it?
0: minimally explored. Um, and yes, it's not, it's shifted. As I've gotten older, I'm still comfortable and I'm still attracted to women. But there's not the drive that there was when I was younger. It's like I somewhere... Mid to late 20s, I switched over and it's like I'm all about the penis. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. No.
2: It well, goes well for the gentleman. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> but I still, you know, I'm still attracted to women. There's there's a certain beauty about
1: it. I love breasts. <laughs> there's just so soft. <laughs> yeah. And skin and I, yeah, t- kissing women and just the touch is mm-hmm. so soft and it's different from a man. But yes. I can, I agree with you that there's just. There needs to be a man there too <laughs> for me at least
2: <laughs> so one of one of the things you mentioned not to interrupt you guys talking about each other's breasts but <laughs> one, one of the things you mentioned earlier was your concern about stis and that what what steps have you taken to maybe help um, ease those concerns or how has that progressed for you guys
0: um just Talking to people, talking to people when we go to these events or who are in the lifestyle, seeing how they handle it, doing some research myself about, you know, where, you know, what I should be on the lookout for, how I can be safest. Um, We've gotten tested, Mm -hmm. talking to other people about being tested. um, Just like the share circle that we did with you guys at Desire, you know sitting down having a talk what we're comfortable with what we're not comfortable with you know that we've been tested and when the last time was um
3: yeah that definitely helped yeah so it calmed some of that yeah
1: anxiety yeah Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, because that that conversation is not always not ever fun or easy to have but it's a very important (laughs) one to have because yeah it really does help and you can pretty easily spot somebody if they're stretching the truth on that and they're like oh yeah i get tested all the time and it's perfect and you're like i don't know about that so yeah.
1: right, so since that first trip to hito you guys said you came back and started exploring um, back at your hometown how has that looked like since then have you guys continued exploring have you got on other any other trips
3: yes we cannot stop going to adult themed vacations now
1: it's <laughs> the only thing we want to do It's <laughs> not uh, a bad problem
0: now it's hard to, it's know. hard to
3: take normal vacations now Um,
0: Yeah, going to the beach and keeping your clothes on, going hiking, keeping your clothes on. It's very difficult. Yeah,
3: (laughs) Yeah, we've had a lot of hikes where we go off path and do some things.
2: I know, we were doing an escape room earlier today and you guys kept taking your clothes off. (laughs) (laughs) We got like three extra clues, so that was nice.
1: (laughs) Real quick, have you guys ever gotten caught in the woods
0: or anything? No,
3: luckily not. I don't think. Yeah, we No, once
1: as teenagers
3: in the park. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> by the park ranger. But yeah, by Hey, I have a park ranger story too. <laughs> oh, nice. It's a whole separate episode. But
1: not with Finn. <laughs> that's that's Anyway, so you guys got caught by a
0: park ranger. We had we had finished and then the lights came around the corner and he walked up and knocked on the door and of course we Got out and he's like, "Whoa, what are you guys doing here?" And we're like, "Yep, just watching the stars." And he goes, "Just watching the stars," and puts his hand on the window. And it, they were a little bit. Oh man, foggy. they were fogged
3: up like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the traditional fogged windows.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. All right, you need to move along. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. We then well we knew we move. were caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he just so, says,
2: "He wish he would have seen something though." Yeah. Yeah,
0: not in action, but right. we were definitely called
1: out on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not since then.
2: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> So it's been mostly going back to Hedo, yeah, um, yeah. exploring the local club. Is there any other exciting revelations that have happened? Or is it sort of um, just a progression of what, what you guys have been doing since that first trip to Hedo? Um, exciting revelation that we, we loved our
0: first orgy. Not just being in the same room as an orgy, but being actually part of the group. And while we don't full swap, I mean, there was definitely the wandering hands. You know, yeah. we could reach out and touch people. I could kiss other people. You know, they could touch on us. Um, we kind of got drugged into that by by Phoenix and Beast. Ah,
2: mm-hmm. former they, former alumni of the podcast. If they yes. don't mind
0: us calling them out, <laughs> um, and it was it was a wonderful time. I he was oh, giddy. Good. I was I giddy. That. It was. I got up at one point run out to the bathroom and come back, and he's just, you know, helping out a whole other couple. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing experience. So was that was that your first time really interacting with other people? No.
3: Yes. No? Was that after our first trip to Desire?
2: That was before. Okay, so yes, it was. Okay. So what was that? Did that elicit any... Jealousy or was everything everyone pretty much just happy go lucky like Nope, we were happy go lucky yeah. with that.
0: But yeah. the we've had one incident with jealousy. When that was with I got jealous. Uh-huh. Um not related to that orgy. No, not related to that orgy. Is this
2: because of our bromance?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually I think was it after our first trip to Desire? Yeah. Um, so we came back, and we'd had a lot of discussions after Desire as well. And he had met somebody we'd signed up through Cassidy. So we'd, we'd met some people. I believe that's where
3: you met her. Yeah, it was just some a couple from our area um, messaged us and just started chatting. And then um, the husband said, hey, my wife likes to trade pictures. And I said, okay, cool. I'd never really done that before. I thought that'd be pretty interesting. So I asked Steph. If that'd be okay if we'd trade some pictures.
0: And um, just flirt a little, you know, yeah, texty flirting, flirting. And I was all, yeah, fine, that's that's not a problem. Okay.
3: Yeah. And so um, that went on for a little bit, and I was really enjoying it. So it kind of progressed into short little videos that I was creating. Um, and then uh, Steph decided to want to check in to see what we were talking about. And then she saw the videos
0: well, I, I asked. I just said, oh, what are you sending? And you oh, showed sure. me. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like I was checking right. up on you. Yeah. <laughs> we just were having a conversation. And I said, oh, let me see, too. And I got jealous about some of the videos that he was sending. Came out of nowhere. Surprised the heck out of me. And I still can't quite explain.
2: Can you not say heck? Heck? On our I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> mean If no you fact. could tone it down a little <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, try again with <laughs> for the kids, please.
0: It, it 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 made me jealous, which was surprising, and I don't know. I I can't explain why or you know how it caught me so far out of left field. I mean, we'd had we'd talked about it, um, and unfortunately, well, fortunately, but unfortunately, I mean, I told him right away, hey, this kind of bothers me, and he just said, all right, fine, I'm done, and and then he just never contacted that woman again.
3: Which yeah, I ghosted her so I feel pretty bad about that. And I uh, and I you know I'd never done anything like that so I didn't know how to be. Yeah. Didn't know so how now to I realize off. what yeah. I did and um so yeah I need to apologize. But the the good thing that came out of this that showed that we were strong enough as a couple that if something were to happen like that, we can back away. Right, and yeah, I wasn't doing anything on the side. I wasn't like, oh yeah, okay, I'll stop and then yeah, oh, hey, here's <laughs> a video. Here's me. a longer video. Yeah, yeah. so we'll I think that, yeah. that that to me, it felt great that we could do that. So I like think step it away helped. when you need yes. to. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But then I felt bad because she, I you know, I hope she doesn't wonder what did I do or right, what's wrong with me.
2: And so, I th- I think that's something important and i don't want to make you feel worse about this but it's like (laughs) obviously your number one is staff but it's also important for us to remember that the people we're interacting with are also people too and they deserve that same respect that you would want and it's and that's really nothing on you because that's not a situation we're in normally right i mean Mm -hmm. it's not like you get you go through a class in high school and you learn about how to have sexting interactions with other people while you're married. That's not something <laughs> that we learn. So, I mean, it's just it's something to keep in mind is that it's it's hard to balance our partner's emotions with other people's emotions. Yeah. It's, not, it's not easy. Yep. You know? I think there was a couple other good things that
0: came from this. Um, one of them was we learned how much he likes some attention to be able to do You know, the videos, the pictures and, you know, get that positive affirmation from others. Mm -hmm. You were really enjoying just being able to flirt with this woman like that. And I think, I mean, we knew you'd like it, but I think you liked it to a a degree more than we thought. So it's good to even know that about you. You know, we, we learned something about each other. And the other thing, I don't know if you remember it, but it was years ago when we were living long distance and I was out in California I can't remember what you were doing. You were going out with somebody, like with the guys or something. And long story short, because I can't remember it. (laughs) I had told him, I don't mind, you know, nothing's going to happen. I fully trust you. I'm not going to get jealous about this or that. And he was, his feelings were a little bit hurt that I, you know, I think you wanted to be wanted enough that I would get jealous about something. And I, the end of the story was that he wanted me to be a bit jealous about something years ago. And we, we got to that point finally.
3: Yep. Not
2: anymore though.
3: <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense. No, it is. I mean, I think <laughs> yeah.
2: it's that, that feeling of like, mm-hmm. well, I don't mean enough. No matter what I do, you're not going to get jealous. Like, right. do right. I not mean enough to you? And I think that's a natural reaction. And, at the same time, you don't want to make your partner jealous, but you want to feel special enough that you would make them jealous. Like, well, I'm special. Like, it's right. like oh, you'll never find another girl right. that would want you. So I don't have anything to worry about. You, that's not. Something no one I wants am- to hear that. Yeah, no <laughs> one wants to hear that. So I can, I can totally relate to that. You know, yeah. it's it's all about that self image and mm-hmm. confidence and everything okay. that that I think we all struggle with a little bit. So. It sounds like it sounds like you guys have found some really good benefits to your relationship since you started doing this, and it sounds like obviously you started this very early. What are some of the things that you feel your relationship has benefited from being open? Hmm.
0: That's a hard one to answer yeah, because we're taking the long winding path. So most of our most of our time together has been while not you know. We don't do the full swap. We're not hardcore swingers by any means, but
2: you're not allowed to get your swinger card until you full swap. I, I know Oops. we're just, <laughs> just yeah, we're, we're such a lifestyle. disappointment. Yeah. you got your learner's <laughs> permit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, I feel like it's always been to some degree or not, you know, just the open mindedness, yeah. right? And I think that is a great benefit in itself is just being open and honest and being your true self and having that ability to communicate everything even if you guys have a discussion or if we have a discussion and then turn around and contradict each other, you know, like I did contradict myself Right mm-hmm. with the, yes, of course you right. can go text and flirt and then no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Have have there been any other challenges besides the one hiccup with the texting jealous or has it been pretty smooth sailing for you guys? No, I don't. Um, no,
3: I think jealousy on my side, maybe a little bit, during the hedonism trips, when the oh. when the vacations were all about the women, mm-hmm. where it was like, "Wow, Steph's getting all this action," and or you know, well, attention, yeah, attention. Uh, <laughs> and it was kind of like, "Well, the guys are just standing around with yep. their dicks in their hands." Uh, <laughs> wait, sorry, kids. Some of us is only one hand. Right. Yeah, if you got to use two, that's fine. Yeah, that, you can cut that off if you want. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry, kids. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that was about the only time I got jealous, and but it wasn't like because she was with another guy. It was no. just like the, atten- like you the know, attention, like the got left out, part. the imbalance, right?
3: The-, the imbalance. Of I was it. like, wow, she's having all this fun, and here I am. But <laughs> but it was still fun
2: being on the vacation, watching her have fun. Yeah, it still yeah. was nice. Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: you you guys mentioned you've been to Hito and you've been to Desire. Yeah. Maybe, if you don't mind talking at least in your experience sort of the the contrast between the two, and I know everyone's experience yeah. is a little different, but we've you know we've talked to a lot of people who've been to either one of these. What have you guys found having been to both
1: yeah, and just to the listeners too, Hito is in Jamaica, and desire is in Mexico, but they're both closing optional life yes. tend to be lifestyle
3: yeah. all inclusive resorts Mm-hmm. Uh, big differences for me. I think the atmosphere is the biggest differentiator. Hedonism seems to be more party centric, while desire is more sensual, romantic, um, intimate.
2: Okay.
3: Which I found, I like that environment more. The desire. Yeah. Yeah. I have found um, we're not the biggest partiers. We're kind of the sidelines, and we like to interject when we feel comfortable.
0: We're a little more introverted. Yeah,
3: yeah. a little, a lot.
2: Um, <laughs> That's like
1: the four of us get along.
3: Yeah. We're all yeah, we're intro- just, little
0: introverts together.
2: Yeah, we just sit around and stare <laughs> yeah. at each other and nod. It's really fun. It makes for a fun day. But we really
3: love desire and the, the atmosphere, the sensuality of it. Um, it's a smaller resort, so you get to know... Uh, the people a little bit better or the guests, the fellow guests, um, because it is smaller. Um, So
0: I think it's who you travel with too. Just like when we, you know, when we met you guys Mm -hmm. at the life and the swing set takeover tour, you know, we, we try and find groups or times when it's very like-minded people. And I think Mm -hmm. that's key. Yeah. I think, I mean, in all honesty, I think you just have to find a group with the right kind of people who match your personality and go with them.
3: Yeah. Right. Great people at both places. You won't, you'll have a good time at both. Right.
2: Just depends on if. So maybe want... if, if you're more a little party inclined. Yes. Tito yep. might be more your jam, but if a yeah. little more laid back, desire, and obviously individual results may vary, right? Right. We're yeah. Just, we're not painting these, yep. we're painting with a pretty broad brush, I guess. Yeah, so. exactly.
1: Um, switching topics a little bit. Have you guys, uh, are you guys out to any of your friends or family? Do, and does so anyone know? Not our family. Um, well.
3: Maybe my brother. We <laughs> told him where we were.
0: Maybe. We, <laughs> I like how oh, there's a maybe <laughs> my brother.
3: <laughs> when we went to um, Hedonism, we told him where we were going in case if they needed to get a hold of us.
0: Yeah, just family emergency and, stuff. One yeah. person in the family knows where the heck we really are. Yeah.
3: And uh, the reaction was kind of surprising. It was more of a curiosity like oh what was it like Uh, did you have fun um so that was kind of nice it wasn't a a shun yeah which i kind of knew it wouldn't be because you know obviously i know my brother but um, (laughs) so yeah and um also my best friend knows uh he's been to the club with us a few times our local club um so
0: i have some friends um still out in california i
2: well, hell yeah, they weren't throwing the party. They, the they're
0: they the ones I went to the first party <laughs> with. I know I've told a few of them that we've been to Hedo. We've kind of fallen out of some touch, you know, just yeah. because life and, you know, they're 2,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm pretty sure that they know at this point as well. And that's fine. I mean, that's, I was with them when we got started into it at that first lust party. So, right. and its it's nice to have people who know, even if they're not in it, you know, you just know there's somebody who, Knows that your complete self,
1: yeah. That's say, You know, we were having a conversation offline earlier that when we're around people that are just open minded, it you do feel like you can be yourself so much more, yes. And that it just takes a uh, what is it? It takes Inverting. a weight off a your way, shoulders, yeah. That's yeah. What trying, yeah a mm-hmm. weight off your shoulders, exactly, which is a wonderful feeling. And I hope more people can feel that and yeah. and experience that where, you know, not that you have to be non-monogamous or even try it out if it's not for you, but just that you're in an environment that you can talk about anything and not get judged by other people. Right. At least have that conversation.
2: Yeah. So right now, you guys are mostly soft swap, play in the same room as other people. Do you have any sort of Ideas of where that will take you, or is it sort of just a, whatever happens happens? We're just willing to go with the flow.
0: I think we're just more free flow people. I mean, it's it's been a long road for us, like I said, and it hasn't been a struggle by any means. I know I don't think we feel like we're missing out on anything, and I think we're just
2: yeah. I think
3: we're fulfilled in our current relationship, and if it
2: if we progress. That's great. If not, that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put you um, on the spot, each one at a time. If there was an ultimate fantasy, <laughs> in in within any realm of this that you would like to fulfill, what would your ultimate fantasy be, Steph?
0: My ultimate fantasy? Yep. Yeah. In a, world. One, in
2: a world, of, in a world, in a world of no STIs <laughs> or jealousy, oh, yes. what do you get? You get to do anything you want.
0: I would, what is it? in a world with no STIs and no worries about them, then my brain can just turn right off. Yep, it would just be a free flow orgy of writhing bodies, and you touch and fuck whoever. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time. (laughs) Yeah. There might be oil involved as well.
2: Absolutely. What was the show? Like a 10W30 or? No. (laughs) (laughs) What was the
3: show with their switching bodies? Um, Where they had the orgy scene with the bathtub and the guys were touching guys. Sense8. Sense8. I don't know if you've ever seen the show, but there's a Uh, a scene in one of the episodes. Hmm. That. I mean, that to us, that scene in there was really hot to both of us. Just, yeah, the guys just... were touching guys and the girls were touching girls, and it just didn't matter your sexuality or preference. It was just a really hot scene, and I think
2: that would be the ultimate fantasy. Um,
3: yeah. yeah, so yeah. so
2: on Steph's side, if there was no worries, it would be free for all, I'm happy to do anything with anybody.
0: If I could turn that hang-up off in my brain, we would, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And how about for Dave? What is what is the ultimate fantasy look like? I don't know
3: recently, I think uh, I have been having the fantasy of a male, female, male uh, with Stephanie uh-huh. um, or Steph.
0: Yes, we're both men. Focus on me.
2: Yeah, don't use her full name. Then <laughs> people. <like> <laughs> right? Mother. Yeah. is. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I think watching her. Having pleasure is a turn-on for me. I mean, yeah, I have some fantasies as well, but I think that one, being involved in, you know, like, just watching her enjoy that would be great. I I love hearing that, too, because he's not... Yeah, um, I identify as straight.
0: Yeah, he's not bi-curious in the least, so he just wants more peen Yeah, I just
3: think that would be...
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Ah, will get a for t-shirt made. More peeing for <laughs> more me. More peeing for stuff. <laughs> no, I think I think for- that's a really common fantasy, and I think a lot of guys aren't willing to admit that. And yeah. I mean, we've interviewed a few of them on this show that that's really the reason they got into this. And I think you, you do hear a lot of the times it's like, our number one fantasy is we want to meet another woman so the girls can make out, and then maybe the guys can join in. But there, we're starting to see a lot more of, like, I want to see my wife pleasured in whatever means she wants. And if that means it's another guy or three other guys, like, I don't care. I just want to see her feel good. And I think it's it's awesome to hear you say that, that that's something that you're interested in and mm-hmm. that you are willing to oblige. You know, that's, <laughs> it's a rough life. It is a rough, <laughs> yeah, rough life. I, I had my initial fancy
3: last time at Desire, so... Oh, well, um, could you please enlighten us about
2: that? I heard this was a 14-year endeavor that we... That's right. We heard you guys fulfilled. Yeah, I got my first double BJ.
0: Oh,
3: I couldn't remember. You couldn't remember.
2: It was that exciting. Yeah, I was going to say, please tell us more stuff.
1: Yeah, you were involved. I know. <laughs>
2: So we'll have Dave recount that since yeah. obviously stuff blacked out for a little while. Yeah, so um you were
3: you guys were our first soul soft swap. Well soul is in it We was were just, you were the only ones in the room with us. Um, foursome. Foursome, yeah, there we go. So yeah, we, we played and um I think it was kind of always a fantasy of mine, obviously. To have two girls sucking on my dick. And uh <laughs> what?
1: It's just
2: it's just not something that I've ever heard you say, so that's just funny.
1: You're making him self-conscious.
3: I know, I'm such an asshole.
0: <laughs> Language. A, I'm such right. a
3: butthole. And it was somewhat of Stephanie or Steph's. Um, You're right. Fantasy as well. uh uh-huh. Because um, it was a long time ago when we first started dating. She said, I wish there was another girl here doing this with me. So, fast forward 15 years uh, at Desire. You
2: guys assisted us with that. So, thank you.
1: Well, it was a lot of fun.
3: It was,
2: yeah.
1: It was very fun.
2: Please, Emma, don't sound so excited about Second Dave's Cock. Oh,
1: it was <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> I know I may not sound excited all the time but it, we had a blast.
2: <laughs> all right, all right. So, Jeez. kind of, <laughs> So kind of wrapping things up here is that do you guys mind sort of telling us is there any other major, you know, things that you want to share, any other milestones or things that you guys have been moving towards as you've progressed in the last you know, a couple months or a year or so since your trip to Desire? Yeah, uh, we've started to be a little more brave,
3: uh, breaking out of our bubble a little bit. We started to reach out to people on Cassidy, um, sending messages, just kind of opening the communication channels to see if anybody clicks, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, we were willing to meet with them at a local club. Um, I think, I don't know, this may seem backwards, but it would be more awkward for us to meet Somebody at a restaurant. And this is how we first met. Yeah. Before we went to Desire, but it's more awkward for me to meet a new couple at a restaurant or something where you're directly interacting and you're trying to think of things to talk about. It's really hard for us. Um, so we met some people at a local club, and um, yeah, and it, it worked it, out.
0: It it did, and we I mean we talked with them for hours, and it, you know we just we hit it off with them. And it does seem awkward that, or, you know, it just seems off base that you'd want to go to the local sex club to meet somebody and feel less pressure there than in a restaurant. But, you know, we always had that opportunity where we could kind of meet up and talk. And then if we wanted to, you know, we could go dance and they could go to the playroom. You know, it wasn't like a forced, right, right you know, one-on-one the entire time. There were other right. places we could go. It just happened that we hit it off and we're... Able to end up back in the playroom. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. No. No, I mean, that's really cool, and I think overall, your guys' story is really fascinating to us because you've been doing this almost longer than we've been alive—like fifteen. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. 15... No, I'm just kidding. You guys have been doing this for almost fifteen years, but there's people who have jumped in and started doing much more than you guys have on day one. And mm-hmm. yeah. I think it just shows that there's such a range of like, you don't have to do what other people think you have to do to make your relationship open or non-monogamous that so you guys can just explore at your own pace for years and years and years or decades even. And I just think that's awesome that you guys don't, you don't give a shit what other people think you do, whatever's making you comfortable Neither one of you is pressuring the other person to move on, and I think I just it's really refreshing yeah. that, that you guys can do whatever you feel like for as long as you feel like it, and if something moves on beyond that, like that's great, but if not, it doesn't matter and it, I, yeah. I just yeah. I admire that because I know a lot of people feel pressure to fit into a mold, and you guys don't just keep going and going you know, you guys pushing
1: don't, and pushing yeah,
0: yeah,
2: you don't give a rip about the molds you just. Make your own mold.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I, I will say sometimes we do worry about the mold. Oh, you know, are we're the only ones not doing? But you know, we're not comfortable, so we won't push ourselves. But you know, so sometimes there is still that. You know, are we making other people uncomfortable? You know, do do they yes. think we're just the lurkers or? <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so is is there any? Um, any resources that you guys found particularly useful when you were ha, over the last 15 years that you guys have been navigating this whole scene that you think are anybody listening would find useful, whether it's a podcast, a book, uh, anything. I don't know. You mentioned the yeah, one yeah. documentary.
3: Oh, right. The that, that that got yes. you
1: started in the heat.
3: Yeah. The whole, um, thing that got us started was, um, so vh Docker, it's old. I don't even know if it's out there anymore. I don't um, think
0: it is at this point.
3: It, you know, in the archives maybe. But, um, yeah, I think just podcasts and in general, um, I don't know.
2: Really, I... You're just winging it on your own, huh? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the fuck and the talking, I guess talking <laughs> to people. Yeah. I the desire, the group that... Um, We met at Desire. Everybody was welcoming, and it was such a great group. Everybody was making sure we were comfortable all the time. Um, Everyone. It was great. I just... You could ask them anything.
0: I would say, yeah, the greatest resource is just people in the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And even though we're introverted, you know, we're doing... We're so much more relaxed and easy to you know it's easier to talk to people when you go to these places because you already know they they have an open mindset and just hearing their stories and how they've approached things and learning things from one another i would say that that would be the greatest resource
1: mm-hmm. right no that's a really good point because you you can get stuff from books and podcasts and such but when you have a conversation with real in life and mm-hmm. person conversation with people it's different yeah
2: Yeah, somebody should really make a podcast like that where they just interview (laughs) other normal people and their stories Yeah, you know, somebody should really make that. (laughs) Anyway, um, any last bit, like any pieces of advice that you would want to impart upon the young Jedi of the swinging world as they're getting into this? Or just
1: non-monogamy in
2: general. Yeah, or non-monogamy in general. Things that you guys wish you had known on day one that you now know at this point.
0: I would, I would say if you're even remotely interested, just go to a meet and greet, go to the local club, find a resource for people near you and just go talk to people with no expectations. You know, don't pressure yourselves. I think that would be the best thing that we were told when we were younger. Just no pressure. Just yeah, go and enjoy yourselves and whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Well, I
2: think you guys are a great example of that. that like, well, maybe we're not ready to play with other people, but we can still go to that environment and we're still going to be a unit. Yeah. We don't have to have sex with other people just because we're at a sex party. I think, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah,
3: I think that's a, kind of the the term swingers. It still had that stigma of mm-hmm. the 1970s 70s. yeah, or whatever that was. And uh, that's why I kind of like to use the word lifestyle because it's more of a... Yeah, it's just the lifestyle that you live. It's more right. yeah. living free and
1: open-minded and playful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, having fun. That's
3: that's just the kind of the the
2: mindset that we right stick with.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Awesome. Well, I like that. Yeah, and thank you guys again so much for taking the time to drive all the way up here to hang out with us for the weekend, and also to sit down and share some of the. Share some drinks and yeah. share some stories. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, and, and to share with people that, you know, we've talked to a lot of people on this show who are full-on polyamorous or full-on swinger where they're full swap. and it's. But, you know, for you guys, it's again, it's really neat that it's, it's something that comes up and you guys just take it as, you know, as it comes at you. And it's been a 15, almost 20-year journey now. And you haven't felt that pressure, like, well, we—it's been year ten. We probably ought to start full swapping. <laughs> and I just think that's really awesome that you guys don't care about what other people think. You do whatever you're happy with, and it's working out great yeah, for you guys. So I would agree. I I will applaud you for that because that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. So, we will hopefully see you guys soon, Mark. <laughs>
1: This is why you I didn't don't want fine. you to have any more wine. I'm not even drunk. Uh,
2: <laughs> I can do my alphabet backwards if you'd like.
1: Is this why you going to end the podcast?
2: <laughs> yeah, you want know, to end it with a full, a full C-Y-X. alphabet backwards? <laughs>
1: no, you can do it really fast. I won't.
2: I don't want re- to bore you. You don't want to show off. Yeah, I don't want to bore the people.
1: Mm.
2: All right, so wrap it up. Tell yeah, th-
1: thanks for joining us tonight. It's been a blast, and we really appreciate spending the time talking to you guys.
2: Thanks for having us in your studio. Our studio, yeah.
1: <laughs> our living room. But
2: yeah, it's thanks. our living room slash kitchen slash bathroom almost. So. Okay, no, not quite. <laughs> so, for real though, thank you guys for coming up and sharing your story, and we, we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So,
1: bye everyone. Good night. Night. Bye.
2: Emma has finally sobered up.
1: (laughs) I was not that drunk. Jeez. (laughs) I think we all were a little tipsy. We were having a little too much fun.
2: I did not have any fun that weekend. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Thanks again to Dave and Steph. It was an amazing time doing our interview in person with them.
2: Yeah. And we look forward to seeing them in November along with all of you listeners who are going to go to SS Desire and sign up to come to Desire with us. Yes. In the meantime, we won't ramble anymore because you got better shit to do and we got shit to do. So, we will see you guys in one week with our interview, episode number 24, with Amy, who is polyamory and shares some... Polyamorous. She is is polyamory. (laughs) She is all the polyamory.
1: All the polyamory (laughs) out
2: there. (laughs) So, she's polyamorous and shares some awesome awesome stories with us.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: See you in one week. Stay tuned.